Welcome everyone, we're about to begin versus Hashem Feedbacks and Insights, Shear number 74. We're going to talk today about the essence of Tzniyas, what Tzniyas is about. And some of it is taken from a chapter in the book uh, by Dr. Yecheva de Bo, uh, talking about intimacy and sexuality, from other places as well, discussing the idea of Tzniyas and what the premius of it is, and we touched upon it in prior Shearim. And we're going to talk about it now too. And um, Tzniyas generally is going on the idea externally on clothing. The sleeves being too short, your skirt's too short, um, it's a little see, you could see more than you need to see over there, and so on and so forth. And a lot of girls, teenage girls, are sort of confused about the emphasis on it. Uh, sometimes it's a legitimate um, puzzlement about the overemphasis on it, or at least they believe that is so. But the issue behind it, the underlying issue, is, especially in the last um, 20 years plus and more, there's a tremendous amount of pressure that's placed on young women to behave with a lack of modesty. There's a lot of pressure on young women to behave in a sexually open way. And there's a tremendous emotional toll that women pay because of society's expectations. And this is true. What I'm saying now is true, and it affects deeply, not just our Torah world, but the secular world as well. The secular world are harmed by these unrealistic expectations. And we are encouraged to rethink what really should be and what unhealthy sexual behaviors are and unhealthy peer pressure, what it is. And the emphasis, the overemphasis placed on our society in the manner of dress and sexual behavior is devastating to women not just to Jewish uh, Torah-observant women, but to women as a whole. What women need, I'm talking about even secular women that are not Torah-observant, even non-Jews, an intimate relationship, a monogamous intimate relationship, rather than a series of one-night stands. And that's better for them, not even talking about Olam Abba, but in Olam Hazeh, in this world, to enjoy this world, to make the most of what's healthy. And there are reports that, and evidence, that the sexualization of girls is tremendously detrimental. And every medium in our society sexualizes women in television, in music videos, in music lyrics, in, mu- in movies, in magazines, in sports media, in video games, the internet, advertising. And study after study, she says, Dr. Debo demonstrates, based on these studies, that it's true that more women than men are portrayed in a very sexual manner, such as being dressed in revealing clothing or being objectified. And... It's, it's a terrible thing. And it's a very disturbing and it's a destructive pattern of behavior. 
And it's, again, destructive, not just from a Torah perspective, Bas Yisrael, but for even secular, non-Jewish women. It's being a terrible thing to them, and it's creating a lot of turmoil. This objectivation, this objectivation, causing a female body to become an object, used as selling to sell products, commercialized, the female body being commercialized for sexual, uh, sexualized for commercial gain. And that is the culture all around us. A total lack of boundaries. That's very, very unhealthy. Another issue is, is that you people who watch movies and they view things that are inside a private bedroom that are to, ought to be fr- private. And you have reality shows these days on television that breach these privacies. You have couples in the re- re- reality TV living uh, with hidden cameras, filming the way they act. That compromises the dignity of, of, of what Tznias is really supposed to be. So Tznias, really, modesty, is not... Is, is a, is a, in, of course, it's a Jewish concept, it's a Torah concept, but it's a concept that's really inherent of good health of all humanity. It anchors us. It helps us remain humble, decent, private, dignified, with a certain self-restraint. And we talked about this before. Self-restraint, when you hear the words, very people, people cringe. Don't tell me what to do. I'm not interested in self-restraint. I believe in freedom and openness. What are you telling me self-restraint? So you have to sort of view what self-restraint means. It's not to wag the finger at you and to make you life, your life miserable or put you in a cage. It's the way Hashem created us where we have bodies that have certain limits and Hashem created us to enjoy life but not in excess that's the way Hashem designed it. And He wants us to utilize it and maximize it to the fullest, healthiest way. And by definition, that means to have certain degrees of borders which are healthy. And that's, in that context, that is what selfish restraint is. And for females especially, the expectation that the Torah world or that Torah itself expects from Abbas Yisrael is totally at odds against the norms of our modern culture. It becomes a tension, a source of tension between teachers and students during teenage years, between parents and teenage girls during teenage years, and it's a big struggle. Sometimes adults have difficulty in their expression of discomfort in the way their daughters dress and how to express it the right way and they portray and they and they say it in the wrong way or they overemphasize the the the, the clothing aspects of modesty and you heard that's part of the issue where there is an overemphasis in their view a negative association with the over enforcing of dress codes why can't you be more sneistic why can't you dress more more bitsnias, bitsnias? And and it gets to the point, again, it's meant well and it's important to stress, but if that is the only focus, without explaining the trichen and the panimi behind why you should dress a certain way, 
then it gets on their nerves. And it gets to a point where they get very defensive and fed up with it. What are you hacking me a Chinese all day about dressing like this and like that and like that and, 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 and hyper-focusing on my clothing versus who I really am? There's a certain uh, a truth to that. And therefore, it's important to have a broader understanding in what Sneas really means. It's not just a matter of the clothing that you wear and covering your body in a certain way. It's the whole Hatzdei Leches in Hashem Aleikecha. A certain hiddenness, a certain inwardness, a certain privacy and dignity in the way you conduct yourself with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's hard to explain this in words. But you have even non-goyim, complete non-Jews who may not know the laws of Tznias, may not even dress Tzniasdik. It's a 90-day degree, degree weather in Texas, let's say, 95 degrees, and she's not. she didn't go to Beisaka, she doesn't know to wear long sleeves, so she wears short sleeves or whatever. But they, she could be inherently a Tznua. Tznua means, why am I wearing these clothes? It's hot, so I'm wearing the summer clothes because it's hot. Not that her mind is on attracting unhealthy sexual attention. She's a Tznua Be'etzen. Then you have others that technically fit the part and dress technically tzniyistic, but their minds are where they shouldn't be. So the dress is one aspect of it. But the real panemius of what tzniyas is is internal, is inside. And the problem is what people view is the opposite of the Greek philosophy. This is a beautiful deher that she brings down, Dr. Debo, in her book. That in Greek philosophy... They view the body as purely physical to be appreciated like any fine art. So when you have fine art, what do you do with it? You display it publicly. So from their standpoint, the physical body is a beautiful thing and therefore it's meant to be displayed publicly. The Jewish viewpoint, the Torah viewpoint is the exact opposite of that. Anything that is special, that is holy, is distinctive, and it becomes hidden out of respect. Similar to the Oren HaKodesh that is hidden in the Kodesh HaKodesh, the holiest of the holiest, with that they couldn't see it, and only the Kayin Godel could enter it once a year. Another way, and, and Sefer Torah also, right? We don't touch it with our bare hands because it's a tremendous gift to us. We have respect for what is Kodesh by not exposing it. And that is our view of our body. It's not just a physical object to be displayed publicly. There's a spark and a neshama within the body that makes the body beautiful through the neshama. There's a spiritual dimension to it. And we show honor and we show respect to that which is sacred by covering it and maintaining its preciousness. That's why you have diamonds not loose all over, spread over the table. You put it beautifully in a, in, a, in a beautiful box and you hide it and you bring it out when it's to be brought out. So there's a dignity also connected with Tznias. Dignity of self-respect. A dignity of an inner beauty. A Tznias encourages a healthy sense of, of, of self. In other words, if a teacher tells you you know, you're not dressed to these dress, and they uh, speak in a demeaning tone to you. That's not the right 
way they're conveying it to you. The way it's supposed to be conveyed is, is that you have a dignity, you have a body, you have a neshama, and you are beautiful, and your body's beautiful, but there's a dignity to it. There's a responsibility that goes together with the dignity. And it needs to be preserved, and it's not meant for public display. And it's meant to be used the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to use it. It's like HaKadosh Baruch Hu we, 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 we follow his midas, but he also conceals himself. Tzniyas simply means that there's parts of ourselves that we can reveal, but there's also parts of ourselves that we do not share with others. And we certainly do not share with others who we are not intimate with. It's a, there's a privacy. There's a delicate balance of what you share and what you don't share. What you say, what you don't say. What you, how you influence and what you keep inside from holding back your influence when it's not healthy to influence. And that is really the idea of tznius. It's not a negative shame. There's a negative shame resulting in sin and, and a feeling of bashing yourself. That's not what we're talking about here. There's a certain shame. Really, the word shame in English is not the right word, but a certain sense of sensibility of hiding something, of covering something, so we should not expose something that shouldn't be exposed. The way he, he brings out from somebody, Rabbi Shagar, he brings a beautiful loin based on an article that he wrote that someone commented that modesty, Tzaniyas, exists not in order to stifle desire, but to fine-tune desire. We're not, this is not the subject for now, for this moment, but Tzaniyas, the right way, makes the sexual experience with one's own husband and wife much more fiery and passionate and enjoyable and pleasurable as a direct result of all this Tzaniyas when done the right way. So clothing, the idea of it, is it's a public display of showing what you're wearing, but it's also covering up what is private. So when you dress in revealing ways, you're drawing attention to your bodies so that the Kedusha aspect of yourself, the Neshama, is sort of lost in the, in, in the, in the, in the interactions. It gets stifled. And really what you need to say, what are you trying to do? When you dress sneistic, what is the message you're trying to convey? You're trying to convey that while I do care about what I looked, we talked about this, there's no mitzvah to look like a shmata. You're a lot of look presentable and nice and pleasant. But while I care about how I look, the more significant part of me is my soul and my personality. In other words, I look at myself, yes, I have a body, and my body is an important part of me, but my soul is even a more profound part of me. And when I want someone to see me, yes, they could see my body, meaning through the clothing and its neistic away, but I want them to see my soul and my personality. And that will happen more if I cover up what's supposed to be covered up, and it'll ha- make it clearer for you to see my inner self, my, my soul. And that is the encouraging aspect of tzniyas, it's an appreciation and a respect for beauty. It's not bashing beauty. 
Judaism respects beauty, appreciates beauty, but it's not the most important quality in a person. It's not the basis in which we judge ourselves. It's not the basis in which we judge others. The Imois, it mentions that they're Yafas Toyar, but then there's a whole litany and a whole list of what they did, their Maisim, with Rivka. It says that she was good-looking, but what was the Ikrad Gosha there? Through the whole Maisa in Chayasara with the Shidduch, her Chesed, her kindness, her Tznias. Rosa doesn't say openly that she was a Yafas Toyar or anything like that, but again, she was acknowledged for her Tznias, for her dignity. And she wasn't even Jewish. But she understood that. I'm a total person. I'm not just a body. That's what Sneas is all about. It allows people to see themselves and others to see them as individuals that have character, that has per- have personality, that's, getting, that's worth getting to know, that it's not just skin deep. It's measured by midos, and it's measured by a beautiful quality. Clothings are a symbol that when we put on clothing and sneas allows the individual to be listened to rather than just to be looked at. That's what the, the, the Navi Micha says, walk humbly with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So now there's a connection directly with our striving to become bitsnias, modest, and our desire to have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So when you're covering yourself up, your body up, and you're, and you're showing emphasis in your neshama and your chelak al-kadat within you, you're connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We'll continue, Mehat Hashem, in the second part of this feedback to continue more about our discussion on Tzniyas.